and watch this podcast from the Devil in Detail. I'm Rob Parkinson, and I'm here talking all things Sulfur and Devils. Lots of going on in this pop up podcast. So I'll start with Captain Callum Hopkins. I spoke to him at Salford Red Devils Media Day a couple of weeks ago about the trip to Portugal for the training camp. I'm looking forward to playing Leeds Reynolds on Friday night, and this is what he had to say. We're joined by uh, Captain Callum Watkins. Welcome to the show. Excited about the uh, 2024 season? Yeah, really excited. Um, pre-season's gone really well. We've added a few additions. Obviously, we've lost a couple of players, but um, added a few additions, which um, they'll all suit uh, our game and how we want to play. So, really excited to see them play, but also the whole team, uh, what we want to achieve this year. Um, oh, we'll see how it goes, and we'll give it the best, best we can. How was uh, Portugal? Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Can't complain. <laughs> we brought the weather with us in the first day, but um, you know we got there, uh, and the sun came out the next day, which was great. And yeah, the training sessions were spot on. The the facilities were nice. Uh, just what we needed. I think we got everything boxed off there, which was important for us to do, and uh, we did that uh, as best that we could. Uh, but the facilities like that it was, it was, it was the best option for us. Who did you room with? A room is needed. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, we're both pretty chilled. Uh, we're both pretty laid back, so um, he had the sofa bed. Um, yeah. But, but he had a TV as well. But he has a um, yeah, so he can watch his programs and stuff on it. So uh, yeah. Was he keeping you up all night watching telly? You nah, like? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it was pretty good. We were, we were both pretty chilled and uh, good company. Good company, Snedder. What did you do to, to pass the, the long hours in between training? Anything exciting happening? A lot of, a lot of guys had a, had a potter around um, Villamar and stuff and uh, did a little bit of travelling. A couple of lads been, been in a couple of cars and went out and stuff. And I was pretty chilled. Uh, literally by the pool, just chilling, just enjoying the sun really. Just when, when we got the, got that little break, just enjoyed the sun while it, while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, you've, you've been captain now for, for a couple of years. Have you, have you settled into the role? What are you bringing to it? Yeah, you know, for me, it's it's always about learning. Um, I've had them opportunities before when I was at Leeds. I was captain at Leeds as well, and kind of bring that experience over to to Salford. And again, it's just about improving as a player, and then obviously getting the best out of my teammates as well. And um, that's by doing that. That's by doing uh, improving with my actions. And I'm not the biggest of talkers, but when I do need to talk, you know, I hope the, the boys are listening. And um, yeah. I just want to be successful. I want the team to win, and uh, for me, it's just about leading by example with my actions. Yeah, obviously, we missed out on the playoffs in in 2023. What did you learn from that moving into 2024? Yeah, the big the big thing I think last year that we kind of learned is when we're in tough moments and when we're in the big moments in in, in games, we've got to be able to deal with it better. Uh, but I think we've we've brought a couple of guys in that have had that experience with other clubs. Um, and they've won, uh, won trophies and stuff like that, which is great. And just the more and, and the players that have obviously played over the past couple of years, they've learned from that experience as well. So they're going to be better players for it. They're going to be able to deal with situations better. Um, but also just finding ways to win. I think uh, we went on a run last year where we just couldn't couldn't get the result. We were close. We we're in the game, but we just couldn't get the result. But if we can turn them results round. Uh, we would have been in a lot higher position we've been in the playoffs. So. Must be frustrating as a player when you're in that run. But as a captain, is there, is there even more pressure and frustration that obviously people look into you to, to pull them out? Yeah, it's frustration. And I know during that time as well, I wasn't playing. I was out injured. So yeah. uh, I think it got to a point where 
we've lost about five, five, six in a row, which was disappointing, very, very disappointing. But we we had to move on pretty quickly from that, and we still got pretty close to, mm. to getting there, which shows that we've got resilience. I think we've got a lot of resilience in this team. And, Look, everybody cares. Uh, the staff do a great job and get the best out of us. And, you know, we've got to make the most of it when we're out there on the field. So, learning experiences from that and make sure that we do better jobs this time. Obviously, had a couple of seasons now under, under Paul Rowley, Rowley Ball, as we, as we like to play. You like to say it. Um, obviously, with players going, like sort of Brody Croft, Andy Ackers. Do you see a change in the in the style with the new players that come in? I think it'll be quite similar. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty similar to what we're, we're doing. I think it's. We always want to get better at it. I think we'll be definitely better at it this year. I know teams will see that coming, but um, for us, it's finding different ways. We can still try and find different ways to play with what we're doing, mm. um, and that's just about practice. That's just about getting uh, our skills right, the basic stuff right, because our basic might not be the same as another team's basic yeah. stuff. So. We're practicing that day in day out. Um, we've got to apply that on, into the games as well. We've got to do it in high pressure moments as well. So practice comes by playing and doing that. So yeah, it's going to be pretty similar. But obviously the new guys that come in, they suit our game. They suit our game massively. Uh, like Kate Cust and uh, Nene McDonald, I think they'll 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 shine through through, through how we play. Uh, obviously, as, as a Salford fan, you've you've seen a few, uh, you know, pre-seasons. Um, what's it like being a player in a pre-season compared to a fan? Like, you know, is is it as exciting as I think it would be? Uh, tough enough. <laughs> <laughs> tough enough. Yeah, it is tough, mate. Yeah, but that's what it's all about. I think everyone enjoys doing it. Albeit it is tough, but it gets the best out of you. It instills the the mindset in you uh, that if you want to be successful, this is what you've got. To be putting yeah. got to be putting the work in and pre-seasons is for that it is for preparing for a big season uh, getting your body right and, get, and making sure that you're when it comes to round one you're ready to go um, yeah as a player it's tough but you know if we're successful at the end of it it's all worth it it's all worth the, the, the work is, is pre-season obviously being captain is pre-season like a big sort of challenge for yourself to you know as your new players coming in making them feel involved making them feel part of the team is that something that sort of you sort of see yourself as being the main thing being the captain yeah I think so I think um, when the new players come in you've got you know you've got to you obviously introduce yourself and get the, get to know the players they might know a few players that helps as well yeah uh, but yeah making sure that they're comfortable when they're in when they're in the squad they can feel a part of the team they are because that's what they are they're part mm. of the team uh, and they can express themselves as much as possible. Uh, that's what we need. We need to build, continue to build relationships with when new players come in. Continue to build relationships with them because we're going out there and playing together and want to be uh, aiming for the the same goal and being successful. So we've got to work as a team to do that. Who do you think is going to be our main competitors in 2024? But you've got, you know, your obvious teams. Obviously, you've got your Wigan and Saints. They, they. You know, Saints have got uh, that still got that core group of players that have, have had a successful period. They know how to win. And then Wigan last year they won the grand final. So, um, a couple of teams in there that are probably causing problems. I think you know we'll see what Warrington are going to come up with. And uh, Big Hawk have signed pretty well. And uh, you know there's a couple of other teams there. That, you know Catalans as well. 
I know they've lost uh, some key key people there now, but um, they're still coached really well, and they've got a strong squad as well. So quite a few teams, and then Lee as well. We've got you know, got to mention Lee as well. They won the Challenge Cup, signed a couple of good players as well, and you know it's going to be quite interesting to see how it goes really it's going to be some really really tight games and got to be able to perform on that right, right time to, to get into them positions brilliant thanks for joining us and uh, speak to you soon speak to you soon mate cheers so that was Callum Watkins talking to me ahead of the game against Leeds Rhinos next up on this pop-up podcast there's a new feature brought to you by Paul Parkin here is Parky Predicts hi everyone it's time for the first in this season's Parky's Picks I'm going to have a look through the, the Super League fixtures for this week and I'm going to try, and I say try, and uh, this could go horribly wrong, uh, and, and and pick the scores from each game and, uh, and let's see how close I get. You know, I think I can talk a good game, but do I know anything about it? Different matter. It's obviously very tough, certainly the first game of the season when we've got no idea who's going to do what. I've not seen any squads, so I, I haven't got a clue. I'm, just, you know, I'm doing this blind and quite literally anyone who knows me knows that's possible because... Yeah, I'm visually impaired. Right, so I'm going to start off Thursday night, the big Hull derby over at the KC. Massive game in, in terms of you know what it means to the people of, of Hull and, and rugby league in general, really. I think everyone will be watching. It's the opener of the season, and um, I think both teams had very differing seasons last year, didn't they? I think Hull FC really failed to, to hit anything that was expected of them. And, and Hull K had a, had a pretty decent season overall. Lost the Challenge Cup final, I know, but they did pretty well. Nearly made it to the to the grand final. So, uh, and I, I can see I can see Rovers being stronger this year as well. Um, they've lost a couple, but they brought in some really good players. Um, so, despite this game taking place at FC, uh, I'm going for Hull FC 14, Hull Kingston 23. Uh, next up, Friday night. Uh, also Friday night, uh, we've got Lee and Huddersfield. What a game this could be. Huddersfield, the team that sort of flatters to deceive each year. Uh, they go out and make marquee signings and, and build a massive squad of players and and generally have missed out recently. They've not they've not been great. A very inconsistent team. Uh, and as for Lee, well, what a year. What a year for them. The Challenge Cup holders now and, you know, they had a great crack. I know they fell away towards the end, but I think... They put a lot in last season and they entertained and I think they surprised us all. And I think opening night, we did it last year, we went there and it was a tough place and we, we came away with the result, but I'm not sure Huddersfield will have enough. I'm going Lee 28, Huddersfield 20. Finally, for Friday, we've got the newly promoted Broncos travelling, well, you won't want to go, but to, to St. Helens. Uh, what an opener for them. Absolutely horrific. I mean, it could have been slightly nicer if they'd been at home, but... Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a, a horror show for a first game, isn't it? For anyone, I don't see anything down with them. I don't think Saints are, are, are the, the type of team that generally just blow teams away like that when you expect them to. Saints save these big performances for big games, so I think I think they might go a little bit slowly, Saints, and then and then pick up as it goes. But I fancy them to win quite convincingly. I'm going Saints forty-two, London six, and then on to the the rest of the weekend, Cast Tigers. At home too, I think everybody's favourites for this year, the Wigan Warriors. What a squad Wigan have assembled. They look really strong in all areas. I think they've got something like nine props on the books and every single one of them could get in any other Super League team. You know, they've got, you've got Bevan French there and what more do you need to say about, about that guy? Absolutely, you know, a real wizard. I, I, I fancy Wigan strongly this year. I think they could, they could win everything. They look that strong. 
Travelling to Cass, we know it's like the jungle, it's hostile, it'll be a packed house there at Weldon Road. Um, but I look at the squad that Cass have assembled and I think, like us, I think they're going to struggle a little bit, certainly early on in the year, whether they can get bodies together or what later on, I don't know. But uh, for an opening night, you, you wouldn't really want Wigan there, the, the, the champs, but uh, I'm going Cass 10, Wigan 36. And finally... Possibly the biggest game of the weekend. Maybe whole whole car would disagree, but uh, Catalan Warrington. What a tough trip for for Warrington to make opening weekend of the season. Um, you know, everybody wants to go there in the summer and get a tan and enjoy the weather. Um, but this will suit you know the English teams a little bit more at this time of the year, I think. So it may fall into to Warrington's hands. And what I will say about about Wire is they generally start strong. I mean, last season they go six or eight games un, undefeated, and they were nailed on champions, weren't they? At one point, and I think they'll do the same again. I think they'll start start really strong now under Sam Burgess, um, and uh, and just see how they go through the season. Whether they have that, you know, the usual fall off. Catalan, a lot of changes in their team. Still a very good squad, but um, I, I'm not sure it's as strong as last season's grand final team. So uh, I'm going possibly for a shot. I'm going for a Warrington win. Uh, Catalan 20, Warrington 22. Um, so that's me. I've put my neck on the line. Let's uh, let's see how I do. Come on, the Reds. So that was Parky Predicts. Finally, on this podcast, Paul Rowley had his pre match press conference ahead of the big game against Leeds Rhinos on Friday night. And uh, I spoke to him. And this is what you had to say. Coach's corner. Right, Paul, are you okay? Hey, Rob. New season's about to start. Excited. Obviously, the new TV deals have come in. All the publicity, you know, it's a really important year for the sport. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, I think you were all looking forward to it. We've had a good pre-season. The, the sport's in a good place. Um, the television deals and... You know, the exposure that we're going to get now to to the audience and, and a lot of that on terrestrial TV as well is uh, is fantastic. And it's uh, it's good news for the, the corporate side of it. So, we, you know, we hopefully we can get some blue chip sponsors in and amongst the, the game and, and really progress and and, uh, and be for, a bit more forward thinking. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be positive about and uh, a lot to be thankful for the the governance, the RFL, the leadership. I think they've done a really good job in getting us where we are at the minute. What can we expect from Rowley Ball in 2024? Committed team, uh, as I always promise, a committed team. So uh, we're going to work hard, as always, and it'll be full of character. And, uh, you, know, we, we, you know, we want to be... I don't want to call it. I don't want to say an hard team to beat. We want to win games, obviously. So uh, we, it's a different team, that's for sure. So uh, we, we'll we'll try and play in the, the manner that we with what we always have done uh, with the freedom, but uh, with the discipline as well. So a little bit of a contradiction there, but I, I do believe the two can come hand in hand um, if you practice hard enough, and, and we certainly do. So uh, we, we'll just we'll wear the shirt with pride. I think that's the promise. Yeah, we face Sir uh, Brodercroft and Andy Ackett for the first time since the departure on Friday. Do you have a plan for them in particular or do you just concentrate on Leeds as a whole? Yeah, we're going to send someone into Leeds dressing room and pinch Brody's peanut butter sandwiches because that rattles in for a start. Um, and then with Andy Ackers, we're going to uh, try and you know cut a bit of his hair off because he's, he's very hair conscious as well. So uh, <laughs> well, obviously that's jesting. The good players, we understand the great players. So, um, you know, 
there's enough players in that lead side not not for us to have to focus on two. We've got a we've got a, a full group of players that we've got to contend with. Um, you know, obviously those two we we know the strengths and we know how good they are. So um, we've got to apply ourselves right and and control the game and the tempo of the game and uh, and that'll eradicate most of their good good work. But um, you know, that's the challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's all it's all about them one percenters. It's mind games. Oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, we don't play mind games, Robbie. No, no. <laughs> uh, obviously, despite a small squad, you've got a number of players who can play in different positions. That will come in crucial as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we but we we want to grow our squad. I think uh, we don't want to be a jack of all trades. We want to, you know, we want to have the masters in in the in the slots, and, uh, and 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 the versatility then gives us options rather than necessities. You know. We're not. We don't want a rescue mission. We want. We want to be proactive and we want to attack things, uh, like I said, rather than rescue things. But we've certainly got some players who can play to an high standard in in two or three positions, and they will be valuable, as you quite rightly said, Rob. Yeah, obviously, you say that David Nuffaluma on his way in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, any other areas of squad you'd like to strengthen in the coming weeks? Absolutely, mate. We we you know we we understand we need a, a well. You could probably add two two props to that easy, and we we still you know we still we won't be overcooked there. So, but again, it's very difficult mid January to go shopping. You know, means as it was, we, we you know we 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 sold a prop, a twenty four year old international is a bit like rocking horse manure. So mm. we did that, um, but we're still here and we're still fighting. Um, but you know, we so to get them players just shows how difficult it is. You know the players that teams want to sign them, so you know sign our props. So it's difficult, difficult to get get players in. But we, you know, we will keep trying, and there's an appetite to do it, which is the important thing. So everybody's trying. You know, from top to bottom, we're we're, we're looking hard, and uh, and we've got a good group. So you know, players want to come here, and rightly, rightly so they should do. But anyone who comes in is going to have to earn the badge and earn the spotlight. Everybody else, we don't give shirts away. Yeah, obviously most seasons you probably start with a larger squad and as the season goes on, you lose them through injuries and people leaving. But hopefully this time, if you start off with a small, smaller squad, you can bring people in as the season goes on, which keeps it fresh. Well, yeah, that's the idea, isn't it? You know, we, we'd, we'd rather have 30 players in the squad, but we're not going to do that. We can't do that. So uh, accept what you've got, control the controllables uh, and and crack on. So that that's that's the way it's going to be news that the stadium deal is nearly done you're not involved in that part of the club because obviously you coach the team but when it does get over the line you must be looking forward to a bright future at the club yeah I think I think it it does uh, put a bit of light over the place doesn't it and uh, moves a few clouds that are lingering so yeah again I, I got a text yesterday I didn't know anything about it so um, I need really do need to start doing Twitter or something so I can keep up with all the news but yeah, I think I think importantly the text messages that I get the the positive ones and the oh this is great news blah blah blah. So as you look into it, then you think right, okay. As far as I uh, my understanding of it is now that the path's been cleared. Uh, the the council have, have have agreed that this is the right thing to do to support the city, support the club. The club's good for the city and vice versa. And so now, I guess the real work begins and the council do have the ability to turn this round pretty quick. And so they need to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is a quick uh, transaction and they get the half of the stadium bought and, and in, in into their control. 
and uh, you know to have the stadium in in the control of somebody who, who wants Salford to do well and who will give us uh, the ability to to earn money, the ability to to uh, you know to to make a profit at the stadium and and you know the ability to get on the pitch etc. So is is going to be fantastic. So it's only positives that come from it. So it's great news, even though it's. Um, uh, one step forward, um, you know, it's not it's not at the finish line by any, you know, by any means, but uh, it's a step to get in there and, and it's opened the door to allow them to get there. So um, I'm very enthused by, uh, the, you know, the appetite of the council to get the deal done. Um, and, and I guess the quicker, the better is, is, is there is that that's for for the group now. Yeah, obviously with the stadium deal nearly over the line, uh, that'll give you in a sort of a something you could sell potential, uh, you know, the dream for potential players coming in. Yeah, well, it's um, from anyone outside looking in, then it's a positive step for the club, isn't it? So, and for the players already, um, you know, it does it does give an air of optimism around the club, and uh, everybody wants to be in a club that's growing and, and going forward and and uh, and progressing. So, they're all positive signs. Yeah, you said uh, Nathan Connell's in the squad uh, this week for Leeds. Obviously, like you said, part of our development squad in the reserves last season kind of highlights that we are the opportunity club. And if you're good enough, you get the opportunity. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's like I said before. He's we we spotted a little bit of something in Nathan last year, so uh, he's he's coming in like I say on an initial month just to train with the lads and have a and dip his toe in the environment. We did that with a couple of reserves last year. Uh, you know, people like Cooper Franklin, uh, and and then they tr they can transfer the habits and the standards that they they learn with the first grade boys, you know, into the reserves. And uh, you know, we appreciate and understand that we haven't got a um, you know a, a pathway of such at the club. Um, but I, I guess if you're going to pick the positives out of that, then you know the the obstacles aren't, aren't there as well. There are as many obstacles, you know, from from reserves to first team. So. Uh, if circumstances prevail, then the, the, there might be an opportunity, uh, whether that's born on uh, on merit or or circumstances. It's irrelevant to a young man getting an opportunity. But uh, I can I can positively say Nathan's a welcome addition, uh, and regardless of numbers or not, you know that's something we would have done. Uh, and and you know and, and like I say, I'm sure he'll he'll be great. And if he's called upon, we've got no hesitation. We'll throw him in at the deep end and. Uh, and you know, I'm watching flourish, no doubt. Brilliant. Final question. Salford are Super League's best underdogs. We're taking a healthy crowd to Leeds on Friday. We won there last season. It's going to be a fascinating encounter. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be full of energy. The, you know, there's going to be a good crowd, like you say. Uh, it's, it's been they've been a bit of a nemesis for us for a, a long time. And last year we brought that duck, and so I guess you know what you're going to get. Leeds, it's a, it's a great stadium. It's always a great event. I like I like going to Leeds. Um, you know, but it's important that we're we're not just going there to be part of the show, uh, and, and we have, we have our say on how things go. You know, so we want to control the tempo and the pace of the game. That'll that'll be a big one. But anything that anything good that happens will, will start by what we do defensively. So uh, I think that's the important thing, and uh, we'll we'll enjoy the occasion. But it's important we don't get uh, caught cold or a little bit starstruck in in terms of the the noise, the atmosphere. And the razzmatazz that comes with it when you you go to Leeds. So, um, calm heads, disciplined, and uh, an appetite to defend will, will, will be a good start point for us. Brilliant. Cheers, Paul, and uh, good luck. So, big thanks for joining us on this podcast, Ibro Parkson, and we'll see you soon for more Salt Red Devils chat.
on your Devil in the Detail.